place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Hey, you are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 65, covering New Comic Book Day, July 27th, and it is a delicious chili con carne of comic book fun stuff, let me tell you. Thank you so much for joining in on the fun. Please tell a nerd friend or family member to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sunspots Comics. And thank you so much for Nick, Papa George, my buddy, for making our amazing, fantastic Sunspots Comics theme song. Thank you so much, Nick. Please follow him at facebook.com slash popdees and Instagram at pop underscore dees. And thank you to my son, Justin Jables. You can check him out on Instagram at JustLAKings. He is working on the Sunspots comic blog, which is fantastic. It's uh, His last one is a breakdown of his five favorite Marvel movies so far. So check it out at blog.sunspotscomics.com. Thank you, Justin. So let's jump right into Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 65, starting with just a couple of things flying around in my nerd brain. Uh, actually, I have something very cool. This is a freebie giveaway. I have five Universal Studios priority passes. Check it out. Three of them are for any ride in the general park, and two of them are for the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. And they are up to six guests. They get you right up to the front of the line, so you don't have to wait up to six people, which is crazy. So if you have an annual pass, or maybe just you and your your family or your friends were planning on going to Universal Studios Hollywood soon, I'm going to give it away to the first person that will email me Chris at sunspotscomics.com letting me know that you want them. There's no no requirement, no nothing. I just want to give them away. I went recently and I got these passes, a courtesy of 94.7, used a, a few of them. So talk about enhancing your experience at a major theme park. That is very cool, guys. So if you want those free five priority passes for Universal Studios Hollywood, just email me, chris at sunspotscomics.com. I'll give it to the first person that uh, would like them. Of course, don't forget your name, address, phone number. So there you go. And the second thing floating around in my nerd lobes is Bone, the series from Jeff Smith. Uh, There is his release called Coda, which is his first time in 25 years that the creator, the creator, the writer, the artist, uh, Jeff Smith, is releasing a brand new chapter into the Bone series. I've got to get that. So it's out in stores now. Check it out if you've read the Bone series, which is like Animaniacs uh, merged with Lord of the Rings and epic style, comic strip style, fantastic. I can't believe it's 25 years old. But uh, Jeff Smith is uh, doing the new chapter in this Bone Coda. It's trade paperback style. I think it's $14.99 retail. But I got to get it, and so should you, because his stuff is fantastic. And the other thing that's floating around there is Suicide Squad. I've got my tickets for IMAX 3D this Thursday at 7 o'clock. I cannot wait. And I'm so excited that my theater now has gone to reserved seating. So I don't have to line up 14 hours in advance. (laughs) So get your tickets. Go see Suicide Squad. I've managed to relatively stay spoiler free and 
have only seen just the one trailer when it first came out. I haven't watched anything else or even the San Diego Comic-Con footage, so it's going to be fresh for me. I'm going to see some images that have not been spoiled. So go see Suicide Squad, and I'm sure I will be reviewing it, and Justin will be blogging about it next podcast, issue 66. So very excited. Can't believe another DC comic movie in the DC universe is coming out. Suicide Squad. Everyone knows about it. Go see it. And the very last thing on Minerd Brain is that I'm actually writing a comic book called Zombie Destroyers. That's right. I'm writing, coloring, lettering, and my friend Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hudson, he's doing the art, which is amazing. Please check out his Instagram, at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. His art is freaking ridiculous. Thank you so much for doing the art, Jordan. I have the website, zombiedestroyers.com, so check that out, too. I have uh, samples of pages one through four there. I'm going to get some more on it very soon, so check out Zombie Destroyers from time to time. From time to time. And actually, uh, he has finished page 13 and 14, and... They look gorgeous. I've seen his final inking and penciling. They're friggin' amazing. And we're going to be implementing that soon. And I can't believe we're past the halfway mark of issue number one. So maybe next year at the pace we're going, we might actually have it maybe early 2017, maybe March or something. But we'll see. We've got to get it to print, got to circulate it, got to put it out there. So we'll see what happens. So also, some uh, let's jump into some comic book news. I've got one comic book feel-good factoid freebie. Let's jump right into that. That's just basically a small little article that, when I read it, it just makes my nerd heart all happy, and it's it's something that's a little off the beaten path of just everything you're exposed to in the realm of comic books. And this one comes from techtimes.com, and it's titled, Groot and Rocket Raccoon are, they're making mission patches, NASA mission patches that aim to encourage kids towards space exploration. This is cool. The Center for the Advancement of Science in Space which manages the International Space Station, has actually created this new mission patch, which I hope it's just sold to the public because it looks very cool. It's it's blue and red, and it shows Groot standing there sort of looking up to space at this satellite and rockets just sitting on his shoulder, and it's just kind of I, adorable and iconic at the same time. Even James Gunn, the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy a movie franchise, Uh, tweeted about it and showed a little snapshot of it and it just looks fantastic and I think it's very cool that they're trying to uh, cross over the comic book realm into the area of space exploration and maybe uh, make some fun with it and have kids want to get it and I want it so it's just very cool I'll of course share this article on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Sunspots Comics so very very cool that's my one comic book feel good Factoid freebie. Thank you so much, Tech Times, for that. Very cool. And now I've got my Spider Sense tingling. That's right. That's what that sound is. So I've got two Spider Sense tingling articles. And these are just articles that basically I believe are leading us into a world where comic book heroes slash villains could be a reality someday. You never know. The first one comes from CNN.com. Chinese scientists conduct first ever human gene editing trial. Yeah, so these Chinese scientists will become the first in the world to inject human people (laughs) with cells that are modified using a gene editing technology in this uh, groundbreaking clinical trial that's going to begin next month. A team led by, and I'm sure we're going to hear this name more in the future, Liu Yu, he's an oncologist at Sichuan University in West China Hospital. 
So yes, they've uh, they have uh, some people that are coming at them uh, where they don't believe it's ethically right to do, but they're moving forward and doing it. They don't have a lot of the regulations we have here in the U.S., so they're going to be splicing DNA. They're going to be editing the current DNA pattern. They're going to be injecting people with this formula, right? It just seems like it's going to happen, folks. Supervillains are going to break into this lab. I hope they have some fantastic security because they're coming. You hear me, Lou Yu? Get some serious lasers, lockdown, pressure-sensitive, sound uh, orbiting devices uh, that are going to be protecting your lab because the supervillains are coming for you. <laughs> or potential supervillains. Future supervillains. And the second one comes from Fusion.net and... <laughs> It's titled, Scientists Think Cockroach Milk Could Become a Health Food Craze. And if there, if this just screams an absolute, absolute formula for a superhero or a supervillain that were, they're actually this, this firm and the scientists that are, that have found that the cockroach milk crystals that they're able to <laughs> extract from cockroaches have a amazing amount of packed proteins that are found in the cockroach milk crystals, even four times more powerful than cow's milk. So, wow. I mean, what made them decide to get this? <laughs> Let's just, I mean, they're playing around with cockroaches and they're like, maybe we can milk it. I mean, do cockroaches have nipples? I mean, this is just all crazy. <laughs> but I tell you, we start drinking milk of cockroach, uh, I can just see uh, a, a legion of cockroach humans that are like indestructible, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Don't drink it, folks. I just, it's just, I, my spider sense tingles with this in a bad way. <laughs> Stay away from cockroach milk. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they say it could be the new superfood. But man. Uh, who knows? <laughs> and weird that they call it crystals. Like, it's not just standard milk. Like, are there... Uh, I mean, can you imagine having a glass of cockroach crystals? Like, what, what is that all about? What does that look like? But uh, they say it's a super efficient, high-protein uh, elixir that could have all types of positive effects uh, to the human uh, genome. But... I don't know. I turn us into cockroaches, <laughs> right? Cockroach men. No. But anyway, those are my two spider sense tingling articles. Hope you enjoyed those. So let's get into my favorite part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and where I recommend them to you. And I pick my favorites for new comic book day, July 27th. And of course, spoiler alert. You have been warned. I definitely have gotten better at harnessing my powers of persuasion to just inspire you to buy these comics without completely spoiling them especially the last couple of pages i do stay away from it but you have been warned just in case if you're kind of like me that likes 0.0 spoilers but i just i talk about what really just made me happy about it with the core element of it and what's the funnest part of it so but you have been warned spoiler alert and plus if you want to take a look at everything i'm reading all of my favorite picks from way back to May 2015. Just check out our website, sunspotscomics.com. Just click on the pull list. You'll see there that I'm now up to 108 titles. It's just been updated as to every title I'm reading currently, which is crazy, 108. Also click on the top comic books because you'll see every 
pick of the week, all my favorite picks of the weeks, uh, going all the way back to May. And even the website, I've updated it, compacted it, just simplified it. I'm super proud of it. So please check out sunspotscomics.com from time to time. And this week's art winners and cover art winner is uh, the art winner, which is just beautiful and gorgeous, is Alvaro Martinez, Alvaro Martinez for Batman Detective 937. And his art is gorgeous. And I tell you, it's I love when you see some unique panel design, and Alvaro has done a ton of this. Page one has like 20 panels in it, but there's still they're very detailed, and there's even some black space around it. It is just insane. And I'm just impressed with how, say, page three is like a slanted camera angle, sort of owed to the 1966 Batman, this two-page splash that is just sort of tilted, and it just has this cool effect to it in this faraway layout of the Batman compound. And I tell you, they're really doing a fantastic job here of, uh, of building the bad guy, which we'll get into later. But his art, uh, the color is just amazing. I have to give props to his colorist, and uh, Brad Anderson and the letterer even this time because the, the lettering is just clear and the placement of it is just well done. Got to give props to Marilyn Patrizio. Patrizio. So it is gorgeous. It's very dark and kind of gritty. He even has this sort of eight page panel sort of style with he's really kind of laying back. It has a, a kind of uh, Frank Quietly type look, or Frank Quietly does that a lot, just takes this super far approach, like you're looking through it through a like a rifle scope from really far away, and I just love the detail and the storytelling there. Very minimal writing, but gorgeous. Thank you so much, Alvaro Martinez. Your art is fantastic. And the cover winner also goes to Batman Detective 937, but it's crazy. There's, there's three people that are credited for the cover. It's Eddie Burroughs, Eber Ferreria, and Adriano Lucas. And it just has this American flag in the background that's torn into the shape of like the bat symbol. And Batman standing there with that. I love the new cape that has that web-like gritting designed into the cape. It's just gorgeous. And he's standing there getting ready to fight. And it's iconic and beautiful. And there's this light source right in the front of it. So it lights it up really nicely. You could definitely see, I can definitely see an 11 by 17 of this cover just on my wall. It's just Batman iconic gorgeousness. So check it out. That's my art winner and art cover winner of the week. So thank you so much for that. I actually bought 17 comics this week and only six of them made it to the favorite pick list. So that's not that 50% that I like to hit. But these were super, super good. And new number ones. There was actually three new number ones this week with Frozen. I actually read and kind of enjoyed that. It was fun. I don't expect a lot from the movie adaptations from animated features like Frozen and I did have kind of a low expectation, but I was I was very happy with it. It was good. It made me feel good. It was happy. It was kind of a, maybe even a peek into what Frozen 2 will be like. So who knows? Maybe. They could be testing the water there. Uh, with Also, the other number one is ROM, and the third number one is, was a title called Mechani uh, Mechanism. And only one of them made it to the top picks, which I will unveil briefly here. So the only three new number ones this week. So here we go. Let's get into my favorite comic book picks for the week of New Comic Book Day, July 27th. And there were six. 
So coming in at number six from Valiant Comics is Exo Man of War number 48. And this is the team of writing Robert Venditti, art by Joe Bennett. And color, because I have to give props, the colorist here is Roberto De La Torre. <laughs> like that last name. So for the day there. But fantastic team here of, of art. And this is the countdown, folks. This is two issues left to the end of Exo Man of War. So this is kind of centered around the struggle of our main hero of, of Exo Man of War, of Eric, of uh, uh, Eric Dacia, and uh, our barbarian in this awesome sort of Iron Man liquid suit that is was created from this alien technology. And this is really kind of where he's kind of down in the dumps. He's being kicked while he's down. There is this, this alien horde called the Torment that they're, I tell you, the Torment, the way they're building it, they all sort of have this visual look of like a bunch of Dr. Manhattans, like this blue image. Uh, but they're also, there's like, they're starry colored. And it seems like you're looking into a glimpse of space when you're looking at each one of them. And they're silent, deadly killers. They don't say <laughs> silent, but deadly. <laughs> they don't give any reason or explanation as to why they want to destroy the earth. But it's like the end times are coming here. And the XO, uh, Eric, is actually kind of gathering up Ninjak. They have a little a little confrontation here. And I really like that, that... That uh, Eric's calling uh, Ninjak out, saying like, "You made a vow to help me here, and so you need to be here, because uh, Ninjak has other things going on." But I just uh, dug here that he has this sort of glimpse. He he's he's down and on his luck. He's not feeling like they have any chance against this torment, and he's just kind of being he's kind of being a, a little bit of a drag here. And he has this crazy vision when he puts his helmet back on. Of how the torment are just sort of wiping out the memories of people so they sort of want our mental hard drive of our memories and kind of reminds me of the silver surfer where that alien uh, horde has come down and is stealing all the art from humans well this is taking another step with just wiping out people's memories because they somehow feed upon that and he's figured that out and so he's just he just got to uh, rise up he's just it, he is kind of um not uh, feeling very powerful and is, he's he's doubting himself but his team is sort of backing him up here and I like that that uh, they're there for him they're trying to to get him back into shape here because they really need him so I like where they're heading with this I think it's gonna be a fantastic ending to the series and I'm going to miss it but EXO uh, man of war like I said number 50 is going to be it they all come with a little mini print which the mini print I got this week was from Neil Adams. And I guess randomly they're going to put an actual, not just copy, but a hand-drawn print in some of these. So I hope you get one. That's just very cool. I didn't get one, but nice that they didn't charge an extra amount to have that sort of gimmicky thing where they put that little mini print in there. It's the same price and kind of cool. They're nice. I'd like to, I'm, when I have uh, four or five of them, I want to put them in a little collage and put them in a frame because they're very nice. And maybe, who knows, even color them, play around with it. But very cool. That's my number six. So number five is Steve Rogers, Captain America, number three from Marvel Comics. And you've got the writer, Nick Spencer, and the art by Jesus Saez. And this, I really loved it because the heart of the story here is that even though Steve Rogers, Captain America, has had his brain changed, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, that the Cosmic Cube just made him a Hydra agent, 
from the very from went like kind of went back in time, but just rearranged his brain, changed his brain to be a Hydra agent. His true nature, his true spirit, is just beginning to seep back in. So it's, I love the message that's sending here that you can you can kind of do some hocus pocus magic here to change someone, to change their brain, but his true spirit is going to prevail here, and I really like that. And because his true nature, come on, is Captain America. So this right off the get-go is going again back into time uh, with this woman that has introduced herself to Steve's mother, kind of going back into how the how this the cosmic cube has just changed Steve Rogers into a Hydra agent. And then he's sort of kneeling at the holographic image. It's like Darth Vader kneeling to the Emperor here. Steve is kneeling to the Red Skull. And they're having an exchange here, but they're at odds, which which is interesting that he's kind of questioning authority because it, again, just goes against his very nature. And I, I really, really like that. And so we're not going to see some, like, you know, quick fix of Steve sort of just coming back to being who he is. I think it's going to be that his personality, his true self, is going to ring true. And I like that. It's very cool. And we have a, sort of an action sequence here where they fall into just like this villain city, which I, I didn't know if they've ever made any reference to this before, but there's a lot of B, C <laughs> level villains, super villains here that uh, you know, that are in this just this one town. Like, like that's crazy that they're all in one place. <laughs> but uh, who arrives on the scene here is, is pretty nuts. The, the taskmaster is kind of the sheriff of these parts. <laughs> he is the sheriff. He actually has a sheriff badge and everything. And he's just trying to get the shield team out of there because they're in violation of his of his of various city codes of this villain city. So I like how interesting that was and kind of twisted and that the villains have their own city. <laughs> but just a ton of fun and Steve is coming back, and it's him versus the Red Skull. Who doesn't like who doesn't like that? Next issue, I know they're they're going to be tying in the Civil War II, which is coming kind of to an end, which I'm kind of glad. But I really enjoyed it. It's a ton of fun. Stay with with Captain America. It's been great. And coming in at number four is DC Comics Universe Rebirth Flash number three, <laughs> and the Flash is just. This breath of fresh air, Barry Allen is so written so positively here, and I just love his positive attitude that he has. I mean, there's even this sidekick that's been forced upon him, and he just has a good attitude about it. He's like, hey, we can do more good. I mean, it's just a ton of, of just feel-goodiness. <laughs> so you got Central City has been... Due to like an explosion of the of just kind of a random explosion of the sea, uh, the speed force has just made most of the city into flashes. And how I like how the writer sort of deals with that. They even have this compound built to where they want to make sure they start training people and sort of recruiting random people that have all turned into flashes. So it is kind of interesting that it doesn't it, it sort of makes the the flash Barry Allen a little less unique because the entire central city is just full of flashes but i like how the city how the writer is put where the city has this area where they're training them and trying to sort of recruit them and there's not everyone is uh, decided to use their powers for good there are people just randomly going throughout the town and robbing banks and doing everything and flashing his sidekick have to go everywhere to sort of help with that and 
the I love this particular sequence, and it's where this this young uh, girl is really having a hard time. She's freaking out about her flash powers, and she sort of can't get her hands to stop shaking, and she just can't get her like her entire body from shaking. Like she's gonna start phasing through everything, and so the flash comes on the scene, and it's just this sweet sort of quiet, you know, flash sort of slows down and has this intimate heartfelt moment with this little girl that's freaking out over her powers and the way he gets her to sort of calm down is to look at her hands and with each finger sort of think about something that you that you love or someone that you love or something that makes you happy and look at each finger and list them off one at a time and she's listing off her dog and her mom and her dad and and she and she gets her powers under control it's just this very cool moment i'm like getting the chills talking about it but I would love to have that sequence right there, uh, just each one blown up and pasted on my wall. It's this gorgeous sequence. Like I said, it's an intimate, heartfelt moment, and that was truly the heart of this particular comic, and that's why it was so much fun, and it made my number four pick. So check out The Flash. Stay with it. Put it on your pull list. It is fantastic. And I love the nods to the TV show. They're just doing a great, great job of that. So here we go. We're busting into the top three now. Coming in at number three for Marvel Comics is Venom Space Knight number 10. And this is from writer Robbie Thompson, artists uh, a duo, Kim Jacinto and Ario Anandito. And their art is gorgeous here. This is just space fun, gladiator style. You're on planet Venom right from the get-go. And uh, I tell you, this is uh, this is Clintar crazy, folks. <laughs> That's enough to buy it right there. So they're on planet Venom. Venom is being judged in this gladiator-style arena, and the way they judge the their Clintars is by fighting, and they kind of work out things and communicate as to what the core of why his cleansing didn't work, why Venom is a source of destruction and not a source of peace because that's really how Clintars are what they're supposed to be so I like that they put him on trial here and of course uh, T Team Flash Thompson with uh, the panda alien and panda daughter that are with him and the scroll the, that the scroll female that's actually helping them they've they've decided that they want to help Venom here they feel he's being treated improperly and I even love that the the little panda alien, the kid that the, the little daughter that the and panda alien has here, is has been trained already to be a warrior and jumps right into the fight and, and just gnaws and bites and this these alien clintars, uh, venom symbi symbiotic suits, and so their team that they've assembled is fantastic. That's the for me the core part of why this comic is one of my favorites. They've really developed a nice team surrounding Flash Thompson, including even the strange robot, the sort of suicidal, uh, depressed robot that follows them around, sort of owed to the Guardians or the um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But I love here what they've uncovered as to why uh, the Venom Clintar has is this uh, has this dis destruction um, in his mind and why he carries that out. And they've sort of met, they've sort of, I don't want to spoil it, they've sort of figured it out. And now that's, it's really beginning a new arc in the story, which is they have to sort of travel together, jump in a spaceship, and they have a mission to, again, sort of further the healing of the Clintar Venom suit. And uh, Flash Thompson is hell bent on that because it considers him like a friend. That's the other thing that I like here is that 
he didn't want to just abandon his his symbiotic suit here. That it's really that they're really uh, it's a symbiotic relationship, and they're they're friends, and he wants to help them here. And I like I like that he took that step here, and I thought that's interesting in writing. He could have just bailed on him, but he has uh, done good things, space things with the Venom suit, so he wants to better his buddy. <laughs> so there you go. That's my number three. Number two from IDW Comics is Rom number one, and this is the team on writing. You have plot and scripts by Christos Gage and Chris Rial. And you have pencils and colors from David Messina. And it's gorgeous. It's super clean. It's cartoony style with a smidge of realistic feel to it. And I love each panel. It has like a multitude of colors. I'm a big fan of blue. And the colorist seems to love blue here. And, and he's used it in a multitude of shades. And I really, really like that. And this is like my childhood right here. I tell you, Rom... I had the toy when I was little, and I used to make these cool laser sounds, and it would have a few things that it said, and its its eyes lit up like this red sort of Knight Rider type face, the red dot. And so the whole thing just, when I heard that ROM was coming out, it just totally made me like warm and fuzzy, and just made my little, my little nerd heart pitter-patter. And when I got the free comic book day ROM issue number zero back in May, I was super excited. I just like could not wait. But the art is top notch on this. And I love that the action just immediately just kicks in. It just hits the ground running. You don't get a lot of setup. You have these two policemen, these local policemen that are just uh, hearing that something has crash landed. They go out to investigate. And there's immediately like these these government black ops sort of men in black team that's already one step ahead of them and rom is there which initially rom can't understand anyone i just like that there's sort of an alien voice that he's speaking until his translator kicks in and i love that rom's design is much sleeker and but it still gives it's very recognizable to the original i like that which came out in 1979 which i can't believe it's been that long but <laughs> quick history on ROM. It came out in 1979. It was a Marvel comic, which I actually have the number one. And it was created by Bing McCoy, who was a toy designer. And the writer on the comic was Bill Mantlo. And the artist was Sal Basema, which uh, Basima, you might actually recognize that name. He did Hulk for a ton of years. And his, it's his gorgeous, gorgeous work. The art was fantastic. And the toy came first, and then the comic came after. And they originally named it COBOL after the programming language. And it was later just changed to ROM, read-only memory, by Parker Brothers, the toy company. So very, very cool. And I remember that they were uh, they said here that they, they did, it was like for its time, <laughs> they installing two like twin red LEDs for the eyes was like a big step forward in technologies and toys. And so that was pretty cool. And it came out, the comic came out December 10th, 1979. It was seven years old. And uh, it was just a ton of fun. It's just a cool looking like robot. I liked how the feet sort of looked like like uh, like scuba fins. <laughs> I don't know why they had it like that, but it looked like it was kind of swimming through space. And yeah, it was uh, they sold a gazillion of these. I remember that ROM was everywhere. But anyway, back to the comic. <laughs> There's your history of ROM. But so ROM ultimately can see these this this hidden alien infestation on Earth. They're called the Wraiths. 
So we see them as humans, but they have, Earth is just being taken over by secretly and quietly by the wraiths. And he is there because his planet was destroyed by the wraiths, and he is there to stop that infestation all over the galaxy. And we don't really know at this point if there's someone inside the ROM suit. Is it just a robot? I mean, you really don't know. Uh, so it's kind of fun if you have no history of ROM. You're wondering that at first. Is there a person in there? But I love his very minimal style of speech. He's very robotic. But he's interacting with a group here that's slowly being infected by the Wraith, but allows them to sort of see the Wraiths. And Rom is disintegrating these, which look like people, to the rest of the human race. And so initially they're like, I think we need to all just we need to get together and destroy Rom. He's just disintegrating people and blasting him with his with his laser gun. And I like that. It's I thought it's added an interesting sort of twist, and it's going to be a challenge for him. How is he going to convince people that yeah, he's not just uh, vaporizing these innocent humans? But uh, I'm on board. I've added it to the pull list. I want to see where this goes. There is a twist at the very end, so stay tuned for kind of a cool little, a little exciting last page and an introduction to something. That's all I'm gonna say. So definitely check out Rom. And there's even another Rom title coming out soon, which I'm gonna have to grab that as well. So IDW is fully in and jumping forward with their Rom title, which I could not be more excited because it looks fantastic. So check out Rom from IDW. But the number one, the numero uno pick of the week, which was just a fantastic pick, is DC Universe Rebirth Batman Detective Comics 937. 937, awesome. Ooh, that's a doozy of a title. <laughs> that's a ton of letters. It's also, of course, the art winner and the art cover winner. And this is uh, written by James Tinian IV, which I love his work on the Batman Ninja Turtles series. Check that out. And this is a bi-weekly series, so I have to give them props for the art because they have changed artists here from time to time, but it's definitely maintained the overall look and feel. This particular art and pencil is done by Alvaro Martinez, which art winner of the week there. Man, it's gorgeous. You have to see it. I love, like I said, the third page is this sort of tweaked perspective and tilted, and it has kind of that ode to 1966 TV show Batman, and they, he uses just a ton of panels, and then very little panels, and it'll just be a single splash page, double splash page. The variety of the styling of panels here really keeps it interesting, and it makes it a whole bunch of fun to look at. And this initially, the sequence here at the beginning where Batman has been captured by the Batmen, and it's Cassandra Kane's father, Colonel Kane. <laughs> and he's he's taken his time to just watch Batman for years and training this this army of Batman. And he has difficulty fighting these individuals hand to hand. So they have him captured. But I love that he uses some bat tech here and has like a hidden gas pellet in a tooth, cracks it, spits it out of his mouth, and he's able to gas the room and escape and I just love that, hey, even without, they, they're they they're like dissecting his bat belt here, which is cool. I love that whole sequence because it breaks down a ton of things that he has in his bat belt. And then they pull out a little kryptonite crystal. You're like, yes, you see, just carries it with them. But I love that they're breaking down the bat tech and dissecting the bat belt. And that's just fun. And then you see their layer. You see the Batman layer and it's it's definitely 
Batman infused. Like they've just kind of stolen a lot of the things that he does and his technology and improving upon it, especially in the hand-to-hand combat. I like that they make it a challenge that each and every person in this army of Batman, they're not just sort of throwaway uh, soldiers. They each one of them is a challenge to fight because they've got bat tech and they've they've been bat trained and they're bat awesome. <laughs> but uh, so then you have Batman have this. He has this sort of interaction with a like a bat fanboy, <laughs> and the bat fanboy is the sort of head of tech for the Batman here. And there's even like a, a Dark Knight Returns poster on his cubicle. <laughs> so I love this exchange in that this guy's a this guy's a you know a teenager that's the that's doing their all their their bat tech. Yet he's a he's a super bat fanboy and he's excited to see him. Wants to take a selfie. It's just like this cool fun sequence. And yeah, Batman's not having any of this, and it's just ticking him off every word that comes out of this kid's mouth. But yeah, so they're in the lair here, and it's action packed. Colonel Kane is uh, coming at him. Where is the rest of the Bat Team? Where is Batwoman, Batgirl, Robin, and uh, and? Where are they? And they're coming to the rescue. They're coming to help him, but they're on their way. So great action. Just fantastic fun. It's a great, fresh Batman series. I love that we have new bad guys. And again, there's so much bat tech in it that it's so much fun. And that's why it's the number one pick of the week. So check that out. Grab Batman. I'm so glad. I I actually like that it's bi-weekly. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And heck, when you think about it, bi-weekly, three bucks. And you get, you know, 40 pages for six bucks a month. That's pretty good. That's decent. And if you get a discount at your local comic book shop for buying in volume, you know, then you're saving a little something there. It's like maybe two twenty-five, two bucks. But anyway, <laughs> getting into the math of it. But it's a ton of fun, and I really enjoy Batman. Add it to your pull list. Add Detective immediately. It's the only Bat title I'm doing, and I'm loving it. So there you go. Those are my top six comics this week for New Comic Book Day, July 27th. Please, please, please go to a local comic book shop. Buy them immediately. Add them to your pull list. They're just so much fun and they're fantastic. You will not be disappointed with everything I've picked there. So if you have some questions or comments on the show or you'd like maybe a personal comic book recommendation, email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. If I actually choose your email and read it on a podcast, I'll send you a free comic book prize. And of course, don't forget, uh, listen in earlier in the podcast about my free giveaway. Send me an email if you're interested in that free giveaway. Go back to the beginning to check that out. And please tune in next week. I'm actually reading. It's a little bit of a smaller week. It's 14 comics, but there's four new number ones coming out. So I hope to get those from my shop and then I can check them out, read them. And if I grab them, I'll be explaining them to you and tell you all about them because it's just so much fun being with a comic from from when it's fresh and it's a new number one, right? Like you're in there from the beginning. So please tune in next week to Podcast 66. And oh, and I'll of course just want to leave you with the inspirational words of my personal sensei, Bruce Lee. Empty your mind, be shapeless, formless. Be water, my friends. Be water. See you next week. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> Later. If you're looking for a place where your love is shared the same, for the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow. Sunspots Comics Now